Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, my angels. Welcome back to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Today, we have a very special episode with my dear best friend, Kenzie Burke. You guys know Kenzie. She is the founder of Brulee which is her incredible clothing line launching very soon. So we had to sneak in one more conversation before the official launch of Brulee to talk about everything that has been going on in our lives lately. From the current astrology forecast, Mars and Gemini for the next seven months is making us all feel a certain way. We talk about that in this episode. We talk about imposter syndrome, which is something that we have promised to share about together on the show for quite some time. And we also share about being highly sensitive people. You guys can imagine I'm a highly sensitive person. I talk about it all the time. But Kenzie is a sturdy Aries Capricorn, very fiery bestie sister of mine. And people would probably be a little bit more surprised that she is also a highly sensitive person. Another conversation that we have in this episode that I love is about discipline and routine and habits because Kenzie inspires me to be more disciplined in my life. She never misses a day of her Joe Dispenza meditations and they have helped her bring Brulee, her brand new clothing line and brand to life. They have also helped her stay on track with everything else that makes her feel incredible in her life. And it's truly a game changer. So we discuss that in this episode. We do a little fun spirituality smasher pass, which is kind of hilarious because you can imagine we're into all of the spiritual esoteric things. But I did find a thing or two that Kenzie is not a fan of. And as usual, we just talk. I'm so happy that I had her on the podcast this week as I have been going through it just a little bit. You guys have probably seen it with my health. I have spent a little bit of time in and out of the doctor's offices and hospitals and just not feeling 100%. So Kenzie is always my go-to gal. She is my rock and she is such an amazing person to have a conversation with no matter what. And you guys love every time she's on the podcast. So please do leave us a rating and review 
on Apple if you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts and send me your rating and review to jordanatthebalancebond.com so I can thank you by sending you my free yoga ebook. We love to hear what you guys are enjoying with the show and it really helps with visibility and everything else. And finally, before we get into the conversation, I will give you my wellness tip of the week. I have been doing ketamine therapy and I'm not recommending that other people do ketamine therapy, but I'm really excited to tell you about my experience. It has been such a game changer above and beyond. It's very similar to plant medicine ceremonies, but without the physical pains and the physical purging and reaction where ketamine is actually very mental and emotional and it works on rewiring the brain and functions with neuroplasticity. So I have a lot to share with ketamine and I posted about it on my Instagram stories this week. You guys had so many questions and I wanted to promise that I'm going to have an expert on to talk about ketamine therapy. And I'm just going to talk about ketamine therapy from my personal experience in upcoming episodes, which I'm really excited about. So my tip is if something is calling out to you, like ketamine therapy has been for me, then listen to that ping and find a way to make it happen. Find a way to do it for you. I don't know what that thing might be. Maybe it's a change in career or something as simple as just starting to wake up earlier and switch out your morning coffee habit with a green juice. Just listen to those pings because your intuition knows and your intuition is spot on. And I have so much more to share, which we will get into. Without further ado, I would love to get into this episode with the fabulous Kenzie Burke. Enjoy. Welcome back. Thank you. Kenzie Burke is in the studio, and it's always such a special day when you're here. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy, too. It's crazy because the last time you were on was a couple months ago, and we talked about the fact that you were going to come on so often every month, and months have passed. I don't even know how. And but that it also feels feel like, like a it. lifetime ago, but mm-hmm. it also feels so short. It was short. It was very short. In fact, I'm happy Everything happens in divine timing. I'm happy it didn't happen sooner because we have so much to talk about today. (laughs) So I'm going to make this episode come out very shortly after we record so that we can talk about the latest astrology and what's going on in your life and my life as we both move so quickly that if we didn't release this shortly after we recorded it, it wouldn't even be us anymore. A different life. (laughs) Yeah. Like, who were we several months ago? versus now. Insane difference. I know. I mean, so much has happened. I know. This summer, this summer has been accelerated. Yes. It's been such an accelerated time. It's wild. It's so wild and just so quick. And you have a lot of exciting things on the horizon, which we're going to talk about in this episode, because I'm sure people are dying to know when does Brulee come out, which is Kenzie's clothing line? She's been working so hard. What's what's the plan? The plan is it's launching in September. I have a date, but I'm not going to say it just in case. But it's, I mean, it's rolling. It's We shot the first campaign last week. It was two days of shooting. The clothing's done. It's in production. It's 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 rolling. It's out there. And now it's just like the little things. We have one more shoot this week with model... And your friend also is modeling. I know, I'm super excited. <laughs> we have a guy model. He is so handsome. Everybody is in for some eye candy on yes, your site. Yes, It's going to be so perfect. I'm so excited. 
So then we have that shoot and then, yeah, we're, we're rolling. Like it's, it's, it's ready-ish. It's definitely the final, final push. And for anyone who's launched something, and I'm sure you know, Jordan, but like the final push is, is one of the hardest pushes because it's just like that, that last minute checklist of all these little things and also the f- things that aren't fun that like you save to the very, very, very end. <laughs> exactly. Those things that we just put off and yeah. put off. I get it. Well, it's but it's so exciting. exciting. And and being able to have the clothing in my closet and being able to wear it and doing the shoot last week and just seeing it come to life and the mastermind behind like the campaign and all of that, it's definitely an indescribable feeling to create nothing and turn it into something. It is it's a wild process. And I think this is the first time in my life that I've really taken a moment during it to it's it's just big. Like I feel like in things I've created before, I kind of knew I was, I don't know. I just, I, this really felt like absolutely taking nothing and turning it into something like a, an idea and then seeing it go into physical clothing, down to the color, down to the touch, down to the feel, down to wearing it. It's, it's really wild. It is. And you should be so <laughs> proud of yourself. It's different than an online ebook or a website, which is so much of what we've both done and created, which is also so incredible, but a tangible product that you can feel with your hands and there's fabrics and texture and it's clothing so you can wear it. It's just such a big deal. It's wild. And it is a big deal. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. <laughs> I've been lucky enough to see photos and videos and I know how special it is and I just cannot wait because you know me, I will wear it every day. I know. I get a uniform and then I don't change that uniform. I'll wear it for a year until, or a season until the next season comes out, which is just so exciting. And it is a uniform. Yeah. It's designed to be that, wear it for mm-hmm. a year, two years. Like it's definitely, un- and it's special. And I, and I normally never, you know me, Jordan, but I never see myself and I never see what I do and I never take a moment to say, wow, this is incredible. I'm very hard on myself, but this, I I actually am like, wow. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> This big. is really special. <laughs> if you're saying that about yourself, then this has got to be like out of this world. Yes. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every single day. I started taking AG1 because I have a baby, I'm not getting the best sleep, and I really love to optimize my health and my energy and my immune system in every single way possible. I take a lot of supplements and pills and vitamins, but I also love to add things into my routine that actually taste great and feel like an exciting part of my daily routine. I've been taking AG1 for three months and I'm feeling incredible. It doesn't have that taste that is like wheatgrass or that super healthy taste. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, so whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it works for you. 
It's actually cheaper than buying all of the different supplements yourself, and they also have over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash blonde. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash blonde to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Enjoy. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms. And I'm happy that you mentioned that because that gets into one of the many topics that we're excited to talk about today, which is imposter syndrome. I think you opened up about this a little bit on Instagram and people went wild because Mm -hmm. I think everyone feels that way to some degree. And I used to think that I never felt that. I felt like, no, I, I just similar to you. I created something out of nothing. Ten years ago, it's a brand. And I never felt like an imposter because I just showed up to the world as me, as Jordan. And I just don't have any masks on. I don't hide. It's just who I am. But in recent years, you know how much I've struggled. And I have so many things that I want to create that I tell myself, who are you to do that? You are a blogger and you are all these things like who would want to read a philosophical, life-changing poetry or fiction book from you, even though that's what my soul's calling is. So we can get deeply into this conversation. And I would just love to ask you, what has been your experience with imposter syndrome? And also, what is it for anybody who hasn't necessarily heard that term? I mean, I feel like you're going to be better at saying more so what it is. You say what it is and then I'll I'll leave. (laughs) So in my opinion, because I think it can be taken a few different ways, imposter syndrome is when you're doing the thing, but you feel like you are absolutely a sham and that everybody's going to realize that you're not actually capable or you're not educated in that area. And people are going to call you out and be like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And then we've both been through a lot of public hate. And I think that PTSD can get wrapped into some people's imposter syndrome or the other type of imposter syndrome is you're too scared to even start the thing because you feel like such an imposter. So, yes, that's perfect. mm -hmm. Absolutely perfect. I feel like imposter syndrome for both of us, well, for me especially, has come in different waves. I think that I've always felt like an imposter, like just not really being academic and not really feeling smart, like as a child, I always felt like I, I didn't know how I was like going from grade to grade because I never felt like I was actually doing my schoolwork. Like I was very sneaky, you know, and I found, I found shortcuts and ways. And, and so I think I always kind of felt impostery in a school system. And then, but then as a young adult, Right before my, you know, wellness career kind of took off, 
I didn't feel like an imposter. I was being, it was was coming from like a very innocent place when I was creating things in that realm. But then when I got a lot of backlash, I think that's when I started to get so much fear, not even realizing how much fear was, was really, I was holding. But like you just said, you want to write books and you want to do these things. And I feel like for both of us coming from a place in our certain, a time in our careers where we've gotten a lot of hate, that is our default system is like, that's, that's what we're defaulting to. And that's where our imposter syndrome and fear has crippled us in a lot of ways. And yeah, I think we all, like, we all probably have different things or different, you know, our parents may have said something, our grandparents or friends or that we hold on to. And then we like actually believe that and then have that voice. Like, who are we to create this? And I think we're all our own worst critic and we're all so, so, so hard on ourselves. But I feel like fear is the thing that stops us from doing anything. Like, even when I look back to this past year and a half, why I didn't start the clothing line sooner, which is fine. It happened in its perfect time. But I just like look back and I'm like, you could have done it. You know what I mean? I could have. But there was clearly that voice of who are you? And even as I've kind of been creating a new a new asset of my life that has come up multiple times. Like, who are you to do this? Well, no one's going to like it. What if no one buys one thing? You know, and that it's just, those are, it's so irrational, but I think it's so real and we all have it because when I would, you know, what was it like a month ago when we were talking, you and I were talking a lot about imposter syndrome and I think I said like a deep fear. I was like, well, I'm afraid that not one person's going to buy my clothing. And you were like, I, I don't see that. Like mm-hmm. everyone's going to buy your clothing, you know, but that is like very real to me. Like what if no one buys one thing? Yeah. I think that's an important piece that you just mentioned, which is ir- irrational. And I talked to you last night about my, some of my many irrational fears and anxieties. You almost know on a conscious level, this isn't necessarily true, but on a subconscious level, it kind of is. And We are so into energy that if your subconscious feels like something's true, it's probably a little bit true. But then we have to peel back the layers of why do we have this irrational fear? Is it because it's actually going to happen? Or is it because, like you said, of something that somebody said to us at one point in our life that we're holding on to and is making us fearful and making us anxious? And then there's so many deeper layers uh, beneath all of that. you're so right because— we do feel those things in that, and, and it could happen. Like one person could not buy my, like no one could buy my quote. That is, that is in fact true if I let it be true. Right. Because, because everything can, is the energy. Okay. Thoughts become things. <laughs> yes. And, and we instill that into what we're doing. And there's been many points in my life, especially with money. I feel like my imposter syndrome really is tangled up in my money, but there's like been huge parts of my life where in one breath, I literally create what I want. I don't even know how. It just like happens. You see me. I don't know how it just happens. And then in another breath, I will create, project what my own fears are. So like putting something out into the world. Every time I put something out, I energetically pulled it back two weeks after. And I would see that kind of dip. But I was also affirming what my own fears were. 
And so the whole process of doing this business is like literally every day, every day I keep telling myself, you cannot pull your energy back. Like Mm -hmm. you can't pull it Mm -hmm. back because we can make that true. And then we can also instill things in what we create. So like if you're writing your book and you're instilling fear into your book, that fear is what is going to be put out into the world. Yes, exactly. Because we do, whether we want to or not, manifest what's happening inside of us. It's the law of attraction. It's how energy works. So I think you've done such an incredible job. And this is something that people don't know about you because this is an internal job. But (laughs) I know you. We share all of our internal everything with each other about not instilling that fear into everything that you're creating with Brulee. And that's something that I can learn from, that everybody can learn from, because you've you recognized you have to take that out of it because this is what you want to be doing. And it's an entity of its own. And it doesn't deserve to have all of these past experiences yes, and emotions. used mm-hmm. into it. Exactly. And even when you and I were talking a lot about this last month, and then I had, I have an astrologer that I have sessions with and check in with, and she just randomly brought it up. She was like, what, what are, what energy are you putting into each fiber of the clothing? And we talked about it and she made me write a list and we talked about for a while. And she was like, I just need you to know that you cannot put any of your fear or any of your past stuff into this clothing and going into like the astrology with the the square we recently had and all these things. It was like a very big time right now in the planets to not bring, we have an opportunity to step into a new dimension basically of our own lives right now, but we cannot bring our old stuff with us. So it's almost been the past four weeks, like urgent, urgent for me to stop. And every time I'm having an old thought being like, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. I have to leave this. I have to leave it. Because it's also not growth, I think, is when you see that it's not true. Like I really see all these things. They're not true anymore to me. I, and I, as I'm thinking them, the other half of my brain or whatever it is, is like, no, I don't, I don't resonate with that anymore. Yeah. Because this time is about (laughs) breaking patterns. Yes. You guys, I'm so excited to be working with Sage Natural Wellness on the podcast. They have been one of my favorite brands for so many years. You've probably seen me post about them on Instagram because we have their diffusers and their oils all over our home. They believe that everyone deserves physical and emotional wellness. For over 30 years, Sage has been creating 100% natural plant-based personal care products for your home and your overall well-being including support for your stress and sleep, as well as beautiful diffusers and blends that elevate your space with functional scents that smell like happiness, the rainforest, eucalyptus, and more. Every single Sage product contains pure botanical ingredients that are free of any harmful preservatives, parabens, or synthetic fragrances. My personal favorite Sage product, which you will not find me without ever, is their Peppermint Halo. It's a cooling and soothing oil blend for the head. So if you get a lot of headaches like I do, you just roll this on your temples or your neck. 
And it's incredible. Not only is it such good aromatherapy, but it's incredible for the pain. I've actually found it to be more beneficial than any pain medication that I take for headaches, which I try to never do. And I'm also a huge fan of the Pocket Pharmacy, which is really just a mini pack of some of their best-selling essential oils from energy to unwind, confidence, connection, and more. You guys, I'm such a fan. You're going to fall in love with all things sage. And of course, we have a fantastic discount for you. As a thank you to my listeners, Sage is offering everyone a discount to help them stay on top of their wellness. Use code BALANCED20 at checkout to receive 20% off your purchase. Exclusions apply. You can use this code online at sage.com, S-A-J-E.com or in store. And that is S-A-J-E.com, code BALANCED20. Enjoy. Okay, let's talk about Element. I am such a fan of all things Element because it is so important to replenish our electrolytes. This can be after having a few glasses of wine, working out, keeping an active lifestyle. You guys know I don't drink alcohol, but I know that my husband, when he's had a few too many glasses of wine, he loves to take Element in the morning and I love to take it just to upkeep my active lifestyle And I'm a busy mom and I have a lot going on and it's very easy for me to get dehydrated and I love to stay hydrated with this tasty electrolyte mix that has everything that you need and nothing that you don't. That means lots of salt with no sugar and it contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, which is 1,000 milligrams sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, and 60 milligrams magnesium. It has no junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no sugar, no fillers, and no BS. And you guys know that's what we need in order to be TBB approved. I take Element pretty much every morning and it keeps me from getting those dehydration headaches that I really try to avoid because they really, really knock me down and make me feel so fatigued. So right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That is the eight single serving packets free with any Element order. You guys, this is such a good deal. I would get on it. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash balanced. This deal is only available through my link, you must go to drinklmnt.com slash balanced. Try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a friend and they will give you your money back. No questions asked. Enjoy. Can't wait to hear what you think. You brought up such a good point. These last four weeks have been so intense and I bet everybody out there can feel it. And a lot of people feel it, but they don't necessarily know what's been going on with the astrology. That is our obsession. So we do know. And there's so much going on right now that just started with Mars in Gemini. Mars is going to be in Gemini for seven months. So from now until March, which it's is a wild. Big time too to create with Mars and, and Gemini. My Mars is in Gemini on my birth chart. So I feel like this is my time. This is my permission. Gemini and well, Mars and Gemini specifically is all about communication and publication and writing. And like for writers and creators, this is such a potent time. But the Mars element of it can be super confrontational. It brings a lot of charged emotions to the table. So it's this time where we have to ask ourselves to speak up for what we need and to do so with boundaries, but to do so unapologetically. And that's 
what you're doing with Brule and that's what I'm, you know, stepping into. Stepping and into. I think just knowing what's going on cosmically is helpful for everybody. So hopefully everybody listening can think, oh, that's why my communication has been interesting lately. Or that's why I had a fight with my partner or my boss. Or maybe I can be a little bit more eloquent with my words or I can take a deep breath before I express my needs. But most of all, this is such an important time to express our needs. And that's what we're doing over here. Rapid acceleration. Yes, we are. We really, really, really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a big time. And then two or three weeks ago, we had the the square conjuncting, what was it, Uranus? Yeah, Neptune. Neptune. Uranus. Yes. Pluto. That one I felt so much. That was mm-hmm. so revolutionary for me. Oh my God, same. That was really the big the big turning point where I knew that I couldn't bring my old stuff into this new dimension. And I really feel like I aced that one. But now the hard part is the things that are still like physical in my life that are from that past version. I, I'm losing my mind over. I'm like, yes. get away, get away. How I can know. I how can I make it go faster? And you're a manifesting generator. So you've already when you make the decision, you're already on to the next. So it's especially hard for you, but your soul moves really fast. Like I always tell you, you're an old soul. So when you know something's not in alignment anymore, to still have it in your life is very challenging. It just is. So you're moving through that. And Gemini is wild. Yes. Gemini is like good one minute, not the next, all over the place. It's the twins. My moon is in Gemini. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're you're a Gemini moon. You know it well. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting. I feel it deeply. I do. And with so many things that I want to bring to fruition, there's a lot of duality in those things. So, you know, like the books that I'm trying to write right now, or I should just say the books that I'm writing. Yes. I'm going to take all of Change the, the um, imposter syndrome out of it. <laughs> I am writing these books. And there's two of them. How Gemini is that? There, There's not one. There's two. And I've never been able to focus on just one to the point that I decided I have to write them both. Meanwhile, I'm trying to be like a very present mom. And I'm trying to write these books. That's duality, too. I'm trying to work on my relationship and all my relationships and be present in my career. Like there's just duality absolutely everywhere. And it's so Gemini. It really is. Mm -hmm. It really is. And it's showing you so many areas of your life right now. It's teaching me so much. Yeah. Speaking of your Gemini moon, a lot of people wrote in today and said, I want to hear Kenzie's experience of being an Aries (laughs) with a Gemini moon. Oh my God. What is that? What's that like for you? Well, first I'll just say that I'm an Aries, but I'm like really Aries. So I'm an Aries with Mars and Aries, Mercury and Aries, South Node Aries. So Aries is like who I've been, what I've known. And then Gemini, my moon is in Gemini, which is your emotions. And I'm also a manifesting generator and, and I'm, I'm emotional in human design. So I feel, no one's told me this. This is just what I feel. But I feel like being an emotional authority plus a man gen plus having a moon in Gemini is really intense because emotional authority in human design, it's like you can just be fine and then you're not. And that's really Gemini too. It's like two personalities. So it's hard because I will, I'll just be like totally fine and then one second, not okay. Or yeah, it's just, I would say what it is, is it's intense. I feel like my makeup 
is intense, like my chart. It's very, very, very fiery, very fiery, and very Capricorn. It's like Aries and Capricorn y, which Aries is a tough one. And then Capricorn's also tough. Like it's just, you know, it's stubborn. It's the goat. It's like really hard on themselves. I'm so hard on myself. And then the little bit of air I have is like my emotions. So, yeah, I would say it's just intense. I feel like my chart's so intense. It is. Your and I feel like I'm intense. intense. Like you are intense. Yeah, I'm intense. I and I I can own that now. Mm-hmm. I feel like growing up and hearing like what people would say about me who would see me cuz I'm also very I can like be very stoic on the outside and I can be very I'm calm. Like I have a calm nature to me and from the outside people can just you know, I can like look okay. But when people really know me, they see it's like this kind of roller coaster up and down and super intense and super passionate and super like I don't stop. Basically, I don't I cannot watch a movie. I really struggle on Sundays like I can't stop. So it's just but now I now I really understand why. And I feel like you know, when you learn so much about yourself, it just helps you be able to embrace yourself more versus, you know, hearing those things of like, she's always on a roller coaster and absolutely, we don't know why she's like this, but now I just know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or because you're stoic on the outside, if people would say she's quiet or she's guarded or she's not friendly or all these things. I don't know if people say that about you, but that comes along with like the stoic nature and that calm exterior. And I also know about you. It takes you a while to open up. Yes. But when you do open up, that's it's the true very you. Very heart opened. Well, yeah. Very heart opened. You do it in a passionate way. And you're very soft and feminine and the most loyal, incredible friend. But yes, on the outside, reserved. And I know that well because my mom is just like that. You guys are so similar. But you're the fire version of her water. <laughs> she's you're similar on the outside and then on the inside it's all love all heart and your fire and she's water I think that I have a very 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 passionate open heart like if I love I really love I've always been I call it obsessive but I kind of have an obsessive personality and I think I've just to protect that create this kind of stoic you know essence on the outside because I also am very sensitive like yeah people don't think or know but I am so sensitive (laughs) should we talk about being HSPs yeah okay we made a discovery after you told me I realized all these little things I do yes I did it this morning okay you have to tell us the story but I'll I'll back up by saying Kenzie and I were at dinner the other night in Calabasas I was unwell I was sobbing and you were just there for me, which I have to just like love you for that. (laughs) Thank you. It's so important to have friends that you can be that vulnerable with. And I'm just starting to do that. I thought I was a vulnerable person before, but this part of my life is requiring such a new depth, totally different topic. Back to HSPs. We were at dinner and I always talk about being an HSP. And finally, Kenzie says to me, what is an HSP? What's the criteria? What What is it? You know, how do you know if you are one? So I told you a few different pieces of being highly sensitive, which is you can be sensitive to noises, to clothing, to people, to energy, knowing in my heart that you are an HSP. I think all of my closest friends are because we kind of get each other in that way. And then we didn't talk about you being one, but later it came up. You are definitely an HSP. 
so out of this world HSP. Yeah, which yeah. is interesting because you're one of the strongest kind of like stable people that I know. But that doesn't mean, you know, HSPs can be of all kinds. Like I was telling you, from a famous NBA athlete to someone like me who's like a reflector, spiritual and vulnerable all over the place. So what's your experience of being highly sensitive? I mean, I have little, little like ticks every day that I've had since I was a kid that I think are, you can tell me, that fit the criteria of being an, being an HSP. But so I, obviously as a kid, but like my, my everyday one is <laughs> every area that I'm in, my environment, like things have to be in its perfect place. Be, and I, but I really feel unwell if they're not. So like I cannot eat at a table that doesn't have perfect order. Like if there is a book on the other end of a table, I have to move it. And then I can't just not have it out of, I can't just like move it to somewhere else. It has to be completely out of sight so that energetically it feels clear. Yesterday I was trying to drop into my meditation, but I knew I had a stack of mail and paper. This is just kind of crazy. Mail and paperwork on the counter that I could like kind of see in my peripheral vision when I was going to close my eyes on my meditation cushion. Anyways, I had to get up like three minutes into my meditation because I could feel the stack of stuff that was there. So that's kind of how it takes place in on that kind of realm. But on an also energetic realm, I can like read and feel energy constantly. So like environments, if something's off, I can't stay in the environment same with relationships. If something is something is kind of off and like unresolved, I cannot move. I cannot carry on until mm-hmm. it gets resolved. And you saw me going through that thing I was going through in work a couple of weeks ago. Like yes. it, it was, there were so many other things to focus on, but because one little bit of energy was off, I couldn't do anything else until that was resolved. And that is so, very HSP. And it's interesting because it's, it can come out in such different ways. It's different than mine. Mine is not my type of highly sensitive. It's not about order. I'm more into the chaos of life, but it just comes out in such different ways. However, it's a very similar quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're eating dinner at our house, do you just go crazy because there's stuff everywhere? No, I move your stuff sometimes. That's true. Yeah. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. You and Jonathan are (laughs) on the same level, but like I'm just picturing my kitchen table that has books. No, we move it. Yeah, we move it. We do. Yeah, you do. (laughs) But it's also in my own environment. Mm -hmm. So it's like in my own. That makes sense. It's your home. That's like your space. That makes so much sense. But I think being highly sensitive. Also, I get very rattled. Like the, I know I'm very, very strong and I feel like I keep getting stronger and I can hold so much. And I really do feel like the goat a lot, just like the things that I'm holding and I can hold and all of that. But I'm also finding the more strength I feel myself really embodying, the more sensitive I feel myself being. Like Mm -hmm. I have to feel so energetically supported in order to show up as strong as I am. So I feel like I have very little tolerance for anything that's energetically not right. Where before I could, I would override it a little bit, but I just feel like the stronger I become, which I've always been very strong, but the stronger I've become, the more sensitive I feel. Very sensitive. Oh yeah. I relate. And you can lie to yourself 
about things not being off, just speaking from experience. But when those things are off, they will always come back and come back and come back. And how good it feels to finally make a decision to just listen to your gut and your intuition with a lot of those things. Yeah. And that's, I think, such a practice because our intuition and our gut doesn't necessarily make practical, quote unquote, practical sense. Absolutely. But the more you start listening to the pings in your gut and following them, I mean, I would say this whole summer since we did the podcast last time, like my universe has opened up, but it's really been because I've been like really listening to my intuition. Yes. And so I think when you can start to see, oh my gosh, when I listen to my intuition, it really leads me down a beautiful path. It it almost just becomes impossible to not follow your intuition. Yeah. No, definitely. I want to hear about what being an HSP for you, how it shows. So my life as an HSP, this made so much sense to me when I learned that I was an HSP or I even learned that that was a thing. I had no idea. So I had a therapist for all of college who helped me a lot. I was such a sensitive soul. I would come sit in his chair and I would tell him it is so hard to live with six girls and I'm in a sorority and I just, I I like it, but I also can't wait to be graduated. And I think I would like to live alone at that time. And he would always challenge me like, then why are you doing it? Why don't you just show up tomorrow and quit the sorority? And I would be like, no, that would be social suicide. Like I would not. Anyway, I've grown so much since then. And I'm happy for all those years that I had I went back and saw my therapist a few years after that when I moved back from New York. And he said, he's been studying this concept called highly sensitive people. And he said, I think I can finally help you because you're a highly sensitive person. So when we're talking about your therapy, we're also going to talk about your nutrition and I'm going to introduce you to an Ayurvedic doctor and I need you to eat grounding foods. He introduced me to the concept of Ayurvedic nutrition and told me that I was very vata, which means very airy. And from there, he was able to explain so much of my childhood where I had to wear my clothes inside out. And my parents were genuinely concerned about their daughter because they are not highly sensitive people. So I would scream and say, I feel the seams of my clothes. It's scratching up my skin. And they would say, you have to wear your clothes right side out to go to school. And I would just change when I got to school and turn all my clothes inside out. And I was just like that with just about everything. When it comes to food, I have such a thing with like hearing the sounds of people chewing. And I'm not proud of some of these things. Like it's taken a lot of work because it's a lot of difficulty to be in the world. And it just shows up in so many other ways. Also just being so emotionally sensitive As you know, I remember conversations that I had when I was six years old that still affect me. And they weren't necessarily like traumatizing conversations. They just happened. So my work as a highly sensitive person is to embrace who I am and embrace and nurture this sensitive side of myself while also challenging myself to be in the world and to put myself out of my comfort zone and sometimes to just say, whatever. If, so, if someone's chewing in a way that's driving me insane, whatever, because do I really want to live that way all the time or do I want my nervous system to be calm and do I want to feel as good as I can possibly feel and then think about my ultimate intention in life, which is to live at a high vibration and to 
feel joy, feel calm, and make the people that I'm with also feel good without having to try to do that. Just like live that vibration. So yeah, because it is cortisol, yeah, Mm -hmm. spiking. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, when you were talking about the roommate thing, that was so hard for me when I had Mm -hmm. roommates. Like every little thing, every little ounce of energy, every door closed, every it would like set me off, you know. And then you're just living in fight or flight. But it's also really hard when those things are your default. Like it's really, it's such a challenge. It's such a challenge to override those things, like nurture yourself through them. Yes. But also continue on and not let them set you off. (laughs) Yeah. I think the perfect balance is to give yourself full permission for exactly who you are. I loved learning that I was a highly sensitive person and that is 25% of the population more or less because it gave me permission and that I didn't have to feel like there's something wrong with me because I don't want to be with people 24-7 and I don't like the sound of people chewing and I could go on and on. I can only wear comfortable clothes. I don't wear jeans. The list goes on. So giving yourself permission, but the balance is always challenging yourself to grow. We don't ever want to use these things, the labels of like, well, then that's just permission for me to stay in my house and not have any friends and this and that, because that's not the life anyone wants. Sure. And I think you can use it to be empowering in an empowering way too. Like I feel like lately I've been listening to the things that really don't feel right and then addressing them and not, you know, and that's powerful. That's like, wow, I'm not going to continue this working relationship until I have this conversation. I'm not going to continue living this way until I adjust this. Like I think it can be turned in a very empowering thing as well. I think so too. And that's growth. That's learning to listen to our intuition. That's kind of where I'm at right now with home space. And like, I want to live in nature, but I've told myself for years, oh, don't be so crazy. Your, your setup is super convenient. You know, you, you have this beautiful home. And I do. But I, I'm not wrong about what I want. And I think growth is recognizing that your intuition doesn't lie. And especially when something won't let up and the thought keeps coming and coming and coming, but then you keep saying, no, 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 I'm not doing it. That's also a disconnect. And that's something that you can grow from. Yeah. And we have different, you know, different layers to our life. So like your house has really served you for where you've been at, but you're stepping into a new version of yourself and it's requiring you to be in a different environment. And a lot of the times, like we've just been talking about, these things don't make sense on the outside. You know, it doesn't make sense to just, you know, when you have like a quote unquote good living situation, be like, I need to move. But on an energetic level, like I said, there's different layers of your life, different times, and and it calls for different environments, different things. It does. And just not judging yourself. That's where the permission comes in. And talking about energy in this way, a lot of people wanted to know, how do we regulate our nervous systems? Living in such a big city and holding so much and you're creating a whole brand, what is your tip? Mine, my two that I know support me the most and that I've really accelerated with because I've taken them to a whole new level this summer, but is meditation and food. Going back to being highly sensitive, like the tighter my eating regime is, the better I am as a human. But yeah, I think that I 
started meditating, well, I did two things this summer in the beginning when I put Brule into production right after we recorded this podcast. I just knew that it was time to change like those old fears and all, all those old things. I just knew like this, this Brule is, is really the, the next part of my life and there's no pulling back. And so I need to be able to meet it in the space that I want to meet it. And for me, everyone's makeup is different. But like for me, I feel very good when I have a tight routine, when I'm very disciplined, when I'm working really hard. Like I'm not saying that this is amazing, but like the harder I work, the more confident I feel. And and everybody's different. Like I'm super, super Capricorn. So like I love work. I love accomplishing things. I'm also very Aries. Like I just I love a challenge. So for me, that's what makes me feel good. And anyways, I knew it was time for a big level up. And I'm sure anyone listening knows, you know, my love for nutrition. But I even took it a step further this summer. And I did a seven-day enzyme fast, which was a really intense, like, spiritual, physical, mental portal. And I I made intentions. So it was like, first, I was going to do this for seven days. And I did it partly for my health and my body, but the other part was for like the mental aspect. Like if I can do that for seven days, then I can do anything. Like to me, that was a big deal because yeah, to just like kind of fast for seven days. Anyways, I don't want to get too much into the nitty gritty of all of that. But when I, when I was coming to a close of that cleanse, I made two intentions. And one was to really kind of eat in a new way on a whole new level. So like eating in the way that really nourishes me, but like taking it even cleaner than I ever have before. And the other was to do a Joe Dispenza meditation every single day until 2023 to literally manifest the life that I want now. And I've done that since June. Oh, and to do a Pilates movement in the morning. So like for me, again, being having like a, a eating regime that really supports me and having every single day sitting down for 25 minutes and meditating and visioning my future, whether I want to or I don't. And same with moving my body, but doing that every day, it makes me feel super confident because I made a promise to myself to do it until January and I'm doing it. And so good days, bad days, hard moments, like if I can drop into the meditation or if I can't, I'm still doing it. And it's been probably the most supportive thing I've ever done for myself. And now that's like my baseline at the moment. And I don't even remember what the question was. Well, you answered it perfectly. (laughs) It was about nervous system regulation. Yes. So that's really helping me regulate my nervous system, right? Because that's my baseline. So it's like, I know in my heart and in my gut how I want to eat and how that supports me. And I know that like if I were to say exactly how people would be like that, not nah, 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 nah. Mm-hmm. but I know for me how much that fuels me. And so that's like unapologetically eating that way yes. every single day, all day. Right. And then same with the meditation. And so that that's now my baseline. So like that's how I've leveled up this summer is like, Yes, I was. Now my baseline is this way of eating because I personally believe that like if you want different results in life, you have to do things most people won't do. Most people won't do a meditation for 25 minutes every single day for six months without skipping a day. Most people won't eat in the way I'm eating. Like I'm trying to get results that other people don't have in life, right? And so resetting my system and creating a baseline where it's now these things. So like that now all I'm doing is going above that baseline in life. 
So that is kind of what I've found has been really supportive and really transforming for me. Yes. I love everything that you just said. And you've also given me so much permission to also live my life really differently, which I was already doing. But like you said, to a whole different level, which other people don't do, which other people think is crazy or too much or too rigid or not rigid enough or whatever, whatever, whatever people have to say. And you have inspired me with the Joe Dispenza meditations because I'm more of like, you know, I meditate a lot, but every day is a devotion that I think is important. And I think when I was my highest self, I had that level of devotion because I also had a lot more sleep and was not a mom and was at a different stage in my life. And now I don't know when you're tired and it doesn't have to be tired, but when you're just not feeling your best, there's so many excuses to be made. And then there's the whole, well, I just deserve to rest and I need 30 more minutes of sleep and that's who I am. And that's also, in a way, it's an unwillingness to change. And I found myself having all of these thoughts, like, which I've told you before, but because I've been sick, like, and because I'm an HSP and I'm a reflector, I require more sleep. I require more downtime. Maybe I don't have the same energy. Maybe if I have 30 minutes in the morning, I should not use it to meditate. I should use it to rest or just like blah, 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 whatever, because we all have our excuses meditating and having a devotion, a devotional practice of any kind is so important. And that can be different for different people. It could be reading the daily stoic every day. It could be journaling. It could be doing all of the above. Like many people we know do all of the above. And sauna, sweating it out. I'm just listing some of the things that help my nervous system stay regulated. Because my I realized recently my nervous system is fried. And because I wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm such a mirror, when my nervous system is fried, it is all I can do to like call my energy into my body and speak and be present without having to like close my eyes and take breaths and like actually try to feel like a human. It's really important to regulate our nervous systems. Yeah. And I I really feel like discipline for anyone, sensitive, not sensitive. And I'm not just saying this because I like discipline, but I really think that different, when you're trying to change, you have to be extremely disciplined and having a nervous system that is not calm and centered. It's, it's that voice overrides anything. So like, do I want to meditate today? Do I want to do this? Do I want to sleep? Right. That's like adding almost to the internal chaos. And I think the beauty of setting such a strong intention to meditate every single day and not and being disciplined about it it's almost calming because it's like it you're not giving that voice more power which I, I think sparks the cortisol like i i will just share a story yesterday cuz i've been so good about this meditation and this past week i've been like just a little more set off than normal and I sat down to meditate yesterday and I got five minutes in and I was like, I just can't drop in. I can't drop in. And normally I will let myself not drop in and I'll just let whatever's coming come and take that as a sign that like, this is what I need to work on today because I can't, ra- it, I won't let it rattle. But yesterday, or because it's rattling me, but yesterday I was like, I'm going to get up and come back to this meditation in an hour because I can't drop in. So I go to go drop some clothes off at the dry cleaner and on the way I get pulled over by a cop and I got a speeding ticket. I'm not proud of this, but I just had a moment where I was like, 
And Joe Dispenza, in his evening meditation, will ask you, where in your day did you go unconscious? And as I saw the lights behind me, I was like, I'm unconscious. Like, I let my nervous system get the better of me. I didn't listen. And I'm letting my nervous system make the decisions. And it was such an important reminder. Like, I went home. I went and did the meditation and, and like, felt better after. And it was such an important reminder to not let our nervous system run the show. Oh my God, I love that. And it's so true. And I love that he asks that in the evening meditation. Where did you go and, unconscious? Oh yeah, it's where the did first, you fall from I like heard his. I heard his voice as the cops pulling me over. It's like, where did you go unconscious? I know. Where did you fall from grace? And I'm like, I'm going too fast. <laughs> I know. I, I've had days where I do that evening meditation where the list is long. <laughs> oh, me too. And it's like, well, oh my God. Like, where could I even begin and end? I think it's important to think about because I've noticed certain things, for example, that I do repeatedly when I go unconscious. I'm impatient with my parents. I'm rude to them because I'm like, I feel like I have to get somewhere and they're not getting it fast enough or whatever. That was like a repeated pattern that I actually think I've been able to, I don't want to say heal, but heal pretty much thanks to that meditation because I noticed if something's coming up repeatedly, where did you go unconscious during the day? Like, Maybe I'm a little impatient with the people who I'm closest to. That's not fair. Or like my impatience with Jonathan, same thing. You don't want to meditate at night and then have those same things come up and then not do anything about it. I think that evening one is just as powerful as Mm -hmm. the morning one because it really, it sticks with me. Mm -hmm. The next day when I think of what I thought of in the where did you go unconscious, it really, really sticks with me. And it makes you want to challenge yourself to be the type of person who doesn't have any moment where you went unconscious. Yeah. And that would require a lot. That's like maybe the Dalai Lama is like that. And maybe we always have things to work on. But you want to be the kind of person who can look back on your day and feel very proud of how you acted. And I love that evening meditation. It also helps me fall asleep. Yes, me too. So (laughs) for my fellow insomnia peeps, I usually listen to it. I'm funny like that, like multiple times in a row because I just kind of like to, I like to hear it in the background. And also speaking of Joe Dispenza, I can't listen to any other meditations other than his. I don't know if you oh, feel this either. way. No, I, I, I he's the can't. only person he's I the can only. meditate with. And it's really interesting because I, I don't know what it is. It's something about his voice and his method and his, his energy. It's just a frequency. And that is the meditation frequency that I prefer. Yeah. And I can go places in his mm-hmm. meditations. I mean, the morning one, I am not going to say this lightly. I really mean it. This morning meditation is what is bringing Brulee to life, like in the way it is. It really is because I'm taking that 25 minutes every day to vision what it's going to be. And I feel so less afraid about any pivot I need to make in life, anything, because it just, it comes forth in that meditation. And I'm like, okay, I'm really good at manifesting, but now putting so much intention to it, I just feel like I'm literally able to create my life how I want from a very conscious, rooted place with his meditations. I totally agree. And I see that for you. And you've been so devoted. And <laughs> I, I'm so proud of myself. Coming to life. You should be. <laughs> and that moment in his meditation when he says, if you emulated the divine today and come into contact with it, how can you bring that into your life? You know, all the time. He says it more eloquently. And I always think about that. Like if you touched the divine, which is that higher source that we're all connected to. How could you just bring that with you into your day? It doesn't have to end when you're done meditating. 
that's where all those ideas come from. That's how you manifested Brule to life. Literally. And that's where my books live. Mm-hmm. And when I feel out of touch with that, that's when, you know, nothing really goes according to plan. And my health starts to fail me. And, you know, for me, it's physical health, but everybody has their thing. I just love it so much. I think it makes you less afraid, too, like mm-hmm. about the things you want to call into your life. You know, yeah, it's moving, like a trust fund. homes, for me, relationships, it's, it's, like, I almost know that they all live there now in that 25 minutes yeah. every morning. And I'm like, it's okay. I'll just pick them there. Like, I'll grab them when I'm there. <laughs> I agree. And you can trust because your intuition will bring you the same things over and over. So like what I was saying with the health stuff, like, you can trust that you're not just having a impulsive moment or an emotional, moody moment where you just don't want to live in the same place anymore. You can trust that your intuition from that higher place keeps telling you, Yes, this would be supportive. Yes, this would be supportive. And I think that that's so beautiful. It really is. Something about me with those Joe Dispenza meditations, and I know you'll get this. And when I had Danielle Page on the podcast and we talked about my birth chart, she said, with my specific chart and all the air, there are so many ideas that come forth that it's very hard to almost bring all of those ideas to life in a way because you have to pick and choose. And for somebody like me, it's very fun to bring this idea to life today and that one to life tomorrow. And I can kind of do that with this podcast because I can talk about anything I want on a weekly basis. But when it comes to big projects, which are currently in the works, thank you, Mars and Gemini, it's a, it's a bigger thing. When it comes to discipline, I could take a page out of your book because these bigger projects that are coming into my life, thank you, Mars and Gemini, are requiring a deeper level of discipline. And it's not all fun and games with manifestation and visualization. It's a lot of hard work. And it I think is. that's the I part think that people miss. And totally. When manifestation gets a bad reputation, I've seen these crazy memes online where it's like, it's not manifestation. It's just like, whatever, whatever. We won't get into it. It actually is manifestation, but manifestation requires action. Mm-hmm. And, and action requires discipline mm-hmm. and doing things you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen just from having this practice of the meditation thing, it's helped me do the little everyday things like those emails that you just put off for days and days and days and you think about them. Like, I have to email this person back. I have to email this person back, right? Because you show up every morning to this meditation practice, and it could be whatever practice you want it to be, but like because you're showing up every morning, good day, bad day, raining, sun, you're not happy, you are happy, you're doing it anyway. It help, It bleeds out in other areas of your life where I've seen myself just like go and send the email mm-hmm. and not put it off. Mm-hmm. And same with like brulee, you know, it's just you have to show up every single day when you own a business, like whether it's someone standing there and telling you or not. And I think for entrepreneurs, creators, anyone, when you are running your life and your show, you have to have discipline or nothing will get done. That's how you create what you want. Such good advice. I mean, you're the perfect person to have on the show to talk about this because you are discipline in a nutshell. And you have a lot of Capricorn, you have a lot of Aries. And you know, that's my opposite. You have fire and earth and I have air and water. And it's a perfect combination in that way because I can learn so much from you. And I do. 
And I hope you can learn from my air and my water. Yes, I mean, you always <laughs> you always take me off my ledge. <laughs> I do, I do. Well, like I told Jonathan, who's also very fire, I will stop you in your tracks. Like he's literally, you know him, he's moving so fast. I'll put out my hand and actually stop him in his tracks because that's what we can do. That's the water. That's the water side of me. But also the air. Oh my goodness. I love being having so much air. But the discipline gets hard. So I want to get into a couple more things while we have you here. I wanted to pull up a list because I thought it would be so fun to do a spirituality smasher pass. Okay, okay. I'm Remember excited. we talked about doing something like this? Let's do a new age spirituality smasher pass. Are you into this? I'm into it. Okay, so tell us your honest truth. Like if it's just like an immediate ick, you have to say. So smash, smash is a yes. Smash is a yes. Pass is a no. Okay. Alien abduction. Smash. Yeah, smash. Have you ever been abducted? I've, I feel like I've stopped it. Mm -hmm. I haven't let mm -hmm. it happen, but I've definitely had moments where it could have happened. Definitely. Indigo children. Smash. Absolutely. Levitation. I would say smash. I could feel how that can happen in I breath know. work. I yeah. really can. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. Clairvoyance. Smash. Okay, this is funny for us because of all of <laughs> everything. <laughs> Time travel. Smash. smash. Past life regression. Smash. Smash, but have you done one? No, but I I'm want just trying to. to think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to say something that would be a paradigm shift. That's a smash. <laughs> Why are all of these so smash for us? Are you into crystals? Kind of a pass. Yeah, you're not that into crystals. I'm not a crystal person. I mean, no. We had to find a pass. <laughs> you knew that would be mine too. <laughs> I know. I'm looking at this big list. I'm like, you're not, you're not, I don't like my crystals that much. Fruitarianism. <laughs> Oh, smash. <laughs> um, absolutely. Breatharians. What is that? People only breathe. They don't eat. Pass. It's pass. a pass. It's a pass from me. Yeah, it's a pass. Alien. Earth. I feel like you will never be on Earth if you do that. No. I mean, I think we came to this Earth to live in these bodies, and that's so important to remember. Extrasensory perception. What is that? It's like, I think you're like this. It's it's just the intuitive, like you have extra senses, like a sixth sense. Oh, just yes, knowing of course. That is a pass, reincarnation. No, oh, yeah. Now I'm getting confused. I think, you know, most of these are a smash from us. Yeah. So I'd the next thing I wanted to talk about while we have a few more minutes is the Abraham Hicks quote that I sent you this morning. And I sent it to you because it reminded me of the way that you live. And I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. I'm going to paraphrase it because it's long. I think you should read it. I think okay. everybody who's listening should just stop what they're doing and take a deep breath and listen to this. I think so too. Make more decisions in every day because a decision is a summoning of life. That's why a little chaos is good for you because often you don't make a decision until you get yourself in a jam. And then in the middle of the jam, you make a decision but that decision summons life force. Have you ever been in a place where you couldn't quite make up your mind and you just felt sort of limp? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's part of the quote. And then you decided, and then you felt alive again. We want you to know that you'll never get it done. So don't approach this from, I got to get on this because you're not ever going to get it done anyway. And the other thing we want you to know is you cannot get it wrong. So make a decision and let it flow. And that was an excerpt from Abraham Hicks, who's channeled by Esther Hicks. And it made me think of you because you're very good at making decisions. And it also was permission to both of us 
that there's no wrong decision in life. So we're fretting about, I need to move. I need to launch this business on September 1st or hypothetically, whatever on that one. But there's no wrong decision. You just got to stay in the flow. Yes, absolutely. I love taking action. (laughs) Yeah, that part of the quote reminded me of you the most. I'm an action person. If I have a day in the week where I can't take action, I'm like, (laughs) it's very hard for you. So what are your tips then? I know we've been talking about this for those of us who struggle taking action beyond the meditations and all of that. Like, how do you even get the confidence to make these big decisions? I think that by not taking action, because something I'm really working on is loving people through them not taking action, because I've definitely been a pusher in all my relationships. Like, I don't understand why people don't move, why people don't take action, why people talk about something for 10 years. I'm just like, just do it. You know, I don't really relate to that. But I also see that not taking action always comes from a fear-based place. And so I think that just being aware of that and and taking that into consideration, like if you have something you want to do and take action on, almost asking yourself, just cutting to the chase, like, am I afraid? Because clearly if you're not taking action, there's some fear that that is that is there. And I think that a lot of people use their fear and create excuses excuses that are very real, like money is very real, you know, spouses, parents, those are all things that are very real. But I also firmly believe that we can change anything we want. We can find anything we want. We can create anything we want. I don't share super in detail about like, you know, aspects of my life, but I've really like created and pushed and, and had to work really hard to be able to get means to do certain things or live certain ways. Like I don't just, you know, sit there and and things get handed to me by any means. But yeah, it's it's taking action and not letting fear or excuses cripple you. And I just really think it all stems, not taking action stems from from fear. And like we were just talking about with your books, like, you know, you want to write them. But when we started this podcast, we were talking about imposter syndrome. And like the reason why there's not some action that you're now finding is because there's some fear. And I just think fear is the root. <laughs> it is. Fear is the root. And I... Well, I'd feel the fear and do it anyway. That's my motto. Yeah, it's like, hey, feel the, fear, hey, and feel the anyway. fear and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I hope that everybody out there can have a friend like you who is an expert pro at discipline and action because it's such a good reminder. So then my final two questions for you are here. If you could have one hope for me in my life right now, because you just said you struggle when people aren't taking action, what would it be? And then I'll tell you what mine is for you. Okay. My hope for you, well, it's kind of a big hope and it has to do with a lot of things, but my hope for you is that you step into this next level of your life. I feel like you're on a staircase right now of transition and going up four stairs is going to put you on a whole new floor. And I know where you're at is really hard because it's multiple actions that have to be taken right now. And I know it's a lot, but my hope for you is to take the actions and it's going to feel intense when you're taking them because there's few. One of them you're already doing, like you have help on its way. And my hope is that, that you really take the actions you need to take and walk up the flight of stairs to be in the new level of life that you need to be on. I love that. 
I'm so happy this is on recording so I can play it in the background after I play my Joe Dispenza because it's such a good reminder. And there is a lot of fear. And you're close. Yeah, you're really so close. close. And I think as an outsider, I can see that. Yeah. And it's so helpful to have those things pointed out to us by someone who's outside of our own head. Mm-hmm. My hope for you would be that as Brule launches, that you pause to celebrate what a big deal it is and really Soak in the present moment of all that that launch is going to bring to you rather than thinking about what comes next or how many orders came in on the first day or the first week or what the following week is going to look like. But just pause and celebrate, which we're going to do. We got to plan so much fun stuff around the launch, not just on a business level, but for you, because it's a huge it's a huge outbreath after many, many months of inhaling and producing a lot of work. So yes. just pause and celebrate. And that's that's my hope for you. Okay, I'm going to replay that over and over yes. again. <laughs> yes, good. And then my final question for today, because you've been reading a lot of good books and sending a lot of good recommendations my way. What is a book and a podcast that you would recommend at the moment? Podcast is Ed Milet all the way. I'm so into his podcast. I feel like the guests he has are just so incredible and I'm learning so much. I love that he's very like businessy related, but lately he's been really also spiritually related and really linking the spirit and business. I've been listening to like anything also with Joe Dispenza on it. There was a really good one he was on recently with Lewis Howes about money, like manifesting money and the frequency of that. But yeah, I've been all at my let this summer mm-hmm. and every guest lately has just been incredible and I've learned so much. And then I would recommend his book, actually, The Power of One More. I feel like he's been such a business lighthouse, and I've always loved him. I've always loved him. Very masculine, very business. But recently, his dad passed away, and I feel like it really unlocked so much in him. And his work has been a bit softer and a bit more spiritual in a lot of ways. And is perfect now because I love the energetics of business, but also spirituality and family and love and and all of that. So such good tips. I still need to order the book and I want to manifest having him on the pod. Yes, you should talk about him. Actually, both of them, Ed Milet and Joe Dispenza. I actually have a request out to Joe Dispenza's team at the moment. So if anyone's listening who knows Joe Dispenza or his team, do it. Oh, my God. I mean, how special. And those are just such good tips. And you're really living what Ed Milet speaks about and what Joe Dispenza teaches. So I'm happy that you shared those because everybody listening is just going to keep wanting to embody and emulate what you're emitting right now, which is a very high level of achievement and discipline and spirituality. Thank you so much. Thank you, my love. We could talk about anything and everything, and we do. (laughs) So this, again, is the second of many or at least in the new season previously. I think this is the fifth of many, fourth or fifth. And finally, we talked about doing a brulee giveaway. Would you want to do that or is that not? No, you're not. No, this is coming out soon. The next episode. Okay. The next episode will do a brulee giveaway. incentive for everybody to tune in next time, which we hope you would anyway, but brulee giveaway because it'll officially be launched by then. Yes, for sure. Check out Shop Brulee on Instagram, Kenzie Burke on Instagram. There's incredible graphics that you're posting. Just like such creativity. Really pouring out. Oh my God. So everybody check it out. If you love clothing, if you love Kenzie, if you love looking amazing in your clothes, because these are going to look amazing on everyone. 
Truly. Yes. Like not just one body type. Like oh, No, it's for so everybody. Perfect. Absolutely. Everybody, everybody. Yeah. For every day. Yeah. Unisex. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Well, we're so proud of you. I love you so much. Thank, Thank you. you for I being my sister. So Thank you for your face shape shifting this whole time, (laughs) (laughs) which means that you're open. Thank you. And thank you for having me as always. Always. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Blonde and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> well, the bloopers for this are going to be phenomenal. <laughs> we have to just piece them all together. We do. I think Anna can do that. I'm taking a pause because my leg is so asleep that it's making me feel weird because it's 100% numb. One second. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. Were you sitting on it? Yeah. I'm sitting like crisscross, but I just realized that I can't feel my left leg at all. That's so scary. I I know. And then it starts to make me feel like I'm going to have a panic attack because I just can't feel it. But is it coming back? I'm like shaking it. I'm just going to stand for a sec. Stand. Ooh. It's literally the worst when that happens. <sighs> the blood flow came back. We're all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Holy moly. This happens every time I sit in this chair. I don't know why. Okay. This time I'm going to keep my legs down. down. We're talking about intuition. But wait, I want to hear about what being an HSP for you, how it shows. Yeah. I want to tell you all about it. And I'm going to. Oh, my God. Why? One sec. Now it's cramping up. This is so... No, it's okay. Um, No, I think I'm okay. I just need to like give it... It needs to come back. It does. This happened when I had Jonathan on too. Ow. Holy mother of God. You have to be mindful This is what it's like to be an HSP. I know. (laughs) This is uh, HSP in real life. It's coming back. Ow. I like your purse. Thank you. It's very pretty. I could see you doing something like that with brulee. I know. It's definitely a brulee purse. Yeah. Okay. I think that's so much better. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.